Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our sponsor of the week is Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you need photos or videos, they are the team to get the job done. If you need a wedding photographer or wedding videography or special events or headshots or a pageant photographer, they are the team to get the job done. Reach out to Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography for production for your next video or photo project. Our special guest this week is Tatianta Kiering. She is a professional trainer, model, and so much more. I was so thankful to have Tatiana on the podcast earlier as a special to motivate people and keep people um, in the good mental and physical mind. So now I wanted to bring her back on for a full episode so you can learn all about her. So stay tuned and learn all about more about fitness and about all of the things you can do to keep yourself in the best mental mind as well. And welcome to the show. Hi, Paul. Well, uh, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I, we, uh, Dantiana uh, is a phenomenal trainer, as you guys already heard on our episode where we talked about things you could do to keep yourself uh, healthy and safe during the pandemic. And I actually recorded an interview with her, interview with her almost a year ago. But um, Tatiana is 100% a perfectionist, which is what I love about a trainer. So she wanted us to do a new one. So what we're going to do is we're going to have Tatiana talk about her life and give her give her an opportunity to really tell her her story. And then she's going to help us um, give some tips for things you need to do to prepare to go back to work and actually go back to the real world. So now that the world is coming back to life, um, and I'm so happy to have one of my best friends on the show. So, um, so Tatiana, to everyone that didn't get to listen to our first interview, <laughs> how did you originally start? So, um, you grew up in Russia, is that correct? Correct. Yep. And so, um, did you always have a, a love for fitness or uh, did, how did that come about? I um, played a lot of sports in school in Russia. I liked running and I learned a lot from my dad. Um, he was a big athlete before. He um, was a boxer. He ran. He did a lot of different activities. So Growing up, I learned a lot from my dad to be very fit and active. And when I came to America, I gained a lot of weight, like 40 pounds in three months. That's when I really thought, well, you know, I need to really become serious about being in shape and keeping it that way. So would you define yourself as like a um, a, a sports girl or, or a... Um... In America, they sometimes call that as a uh, a tomboy, someone who likes to play sports. Or were you always really feminine, or were you a mixture of both, or you just like sports too and you played very well? I'm definitely not a tomboy. Definitely very princessy, <laughs> very now, but, feminine. Right. Okay. So, but when it comes to, but you played a lot of sports then too, right? Yes, I'm okay. very competitive. I'm I'm feminine but competitive. I took karate for nine years, and um, you know that's not a girl's sport. But I love competition. I like to win. That's it's not a feminine sport, but I liked it. So you you like the competitive aspect of having a, a defined winner and a loser, and and having that skill then. Definitely, I like to push myself to the limits. Is that, do you think that's one of the things that helps you as a trainer is that you can really define, you know, you're, you're definitely going to lose weight. You're going to like that kind of thing, like that, that opportunity to be skilled and, and to, to determination. It's yes, that's that. And then I'm a perfectionist also. So I have to, if I decide to do something, if I decide to compete in bodybuilding or to prepare for a race or anything else, I'm going to dedicate 100% to this. I'm all or nothing, but sometimes I don't do anything. You know, it's not like I go to the gym and just do medium workout. I either do my best or I do nothing. 
Is that how your dad had an approach when it comes to sports too? Was he either all in or, 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 or not at all? Yes. He said, if you decide to do something, you have to be a winner. Is that, um, for Americans that really don't have any, uh, connection to Russia at all, is that just a mentality that most Russians have, or is that just a, or is that just a family trait that you guys, um, try to pass to pass along? It's definitely not just mentality because every person is different and it doesn't matter what country you're in. My dad is a very strong uh, person. He has a strong personality. He's very fit. And that's what he was teaching me when I was growing up to never give up. If you have a dream, keep doing it, keep working for it, but you have to really want it. If you want something, you have to really want it and you'll get it. It's not just the Russian people. It's just my dad. <laughs> well, no, because there's sometimes there's this uh, perception that Russians are very strong people and they, they work very hard. And they, I guess, I don't mean to overstep, but sometimes ruthless, ruthless, ruthless is. And that, to me, I don't think that's a bad term. I think that um, means that you guys are hardworking, you know, soul to the ground I, type of people. So I agree because I also think, People are tougher in Russia because it's harder to live. It used to be harder to live, you know, back in USSR and all that stuff. And then you just learn how to survive, probably. That's why. I mean, that's how I. You have no more choice. Yeah, that's why. I I mean, I mean, most of the country is very cold. So, I mean, I would assume that you have to have some kind of uh, grit to you or or some kind of cut to you to be able to. To, we not only drink vodka, we also work out and do other things. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Uh, now, um, so dad's the influence. So yes. um, did he teach you any, like, specific fitness training? Because if he's the sports side, was there also fitness? Or was he just not into fitness? He was more, like, overall health. He worked out every morning. He woke up at 5 a.m. and worked out every morning. And he wanted to teach me. Like, we, he would wake me up and he would be like, let's do this together. He ran a lot in the morning. We would go like on the trail and and run with him. Um, that's what I learned. My dad was very active. He did a lot of things. Like in the winter, we ski, we skate, ice skating. In the summer, we run, we do other things. Like very, he was a boxer too. So is that uh, like an important thing um, for Americans that maybe we lack in? Is that we don't have winter sports and we don't exercise uh, intensely during the winter because i find that when i watch europeans or or people that are in other countries that have winter climates that they really do take you know it's cold but they have fun in the in the snow and they they take they take it to the full max you have to love the snow and the cold and you have to be tough i mean even in america people who live in alaska it's very cold there you know and then they're probably very tough people I don't like cold personally, and I'm not a winter sports person. That's why I moved here. <laughs> I want to move to Florida one day. So, but it's okay to go on vacation to like and have a snow. But I don't like cold that much. It's I'm more a uh, summer sports person. Well, I guess my question. I guess I didn't ask it right. I was guess I was going on the 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 behalf of because Americans aren't very healthy on average, you know, one of the, you know, one of the defining things is that you have basically six months of winter. I mean, you do have seasons, but America does have predominantly all four climates. So about six months of the year, if you don't go out and work out, then you get even more overweight because you're just stuck in the house. It just seems like people in Europe, that are in more are in colder climates. They seem to work out more. They seem to be in better health. And I was just curious to see if you thought that was because they do a great job of going skiing and being out in the snow and 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 having that like normal, you know, just out and having fun. It to me it to me it there's a correlation. But I'm not. You're the trainer, so I was just trying. Maybe to get, it's a little correlation. I think it's not. It's not like, so important. I think the most important part is consistency. 
even if you live in a summer all year all year long but if you consistent training and with your nutrition you're going to be successful that's the key okay very cool all right so you decide to come to America um, mm-hmm. and you already uh, jumped ahead. So you, you gained some weight. So at that point, what did you decide to do? Did you just join a gym and w- did you seek out a trainer? What what were what was the, the course of events that led you to down the road? I was like 20 years old, working three jobs here you know, coming home, having pizza and a beer or pizza and soda, not healthy lifestyle. Of course I knew it. Plus the most important thing is food in here is very different from food in Russia. So in Russia you can have pizza, but it's not going to be as unhealthy as here. So it's very different. I, I didn't pay attention at first. And then after three months, I sent my picture on the beach to my parents and my parents are like, what happened to you? you gained a lot of weight and I, in my eyes, I'm like, Oh my God, I, I, yeah, I look, I don't look good. They were very concerned about me because I'm always so active, always in a good shape. And here we go, you know, 40 pounds later. Then I decided to start exercising. I didn't have money to hire a trainer because I was just a student, you know, working three jobs. I started running a lot on a trail and just doing bodyweight exercises, but mostly cardio. So does that really make a, uh, like for our listeners out there that may have never worked out me, is that something that really will make a difference? And can you start that little, like, are, like what are those little in, interactions? Does those really make a big difference at the end of the, at the end of the day? Absolutely. You have to start somewhere and you cannot start full force. It has to be a progress. Your body is not is not used to vigorous activities. So you have to start and slowly progressing, you know, adding more activities and weights and strength training and everything else. Now, I guess for our our younger listeners, um, would you describe it to be like an elastic band? The, The newer it is, the more it snaps back. And then as you get older, it gets more um, stretched out and it takes longer for it to come back. Is that, is that a fair way? Like you have to take longer to, to get prepared. It takes longer to, to get back in shape the older you get. Not necessarily. I don't believe in that. Okay. I don't believe in the age. You know, I was 20 in the bad shape. Then I was 28 when I competed in bodybuilding and took first place. Now I'm 34 and I'm trying to work out. And I know for sure from my school and studying that they even did the experiment. They took 20 year olds who never worked out and 80 year olds who never worked out. And they did the same activities, training, strength training exercises. And then they checked them after a month and both 80 year olds and 20 year olds, they gained the same amount of muscle and the, the same strength. So same amount. age doesn't really matter. Same Absolutely. Am- wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a very interesting study. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's, but you also have to understand, we as like people, if they don't do any strength exercise, any strength activity, every year we'll lose one pound of muscle and it replaces with pound of fat every single year. So it's, is it the act of doing resistance training or is it the act of, of doing like actual like lifting and and performing the act i guess like using is it using the muscle or is it re, uh resistance where you're you're just trying to flex the muscle or any both strength or, training any you can type. use just your body weight any type of strength training you preserve your muscle and you gain more lead muscle and muscle is more dense than fat you look better. You might wait a little bit, you know, not as a little bit more, but you will look better. Is that I was? Yeah. Go, go, go. I was 100 pounds when I decided to go professionally in bodybuilding. And right now I'm 135 pounds. And now I have less fat than when I was 100 pounds. Okay. Um, is that, 
why yoga is so uh, so so effective because you're putting resistance on it no matter even if you're not using your weight you're using your body to to stre- strengthen and lengthen and the idea with yoga i guess is to lengthen your muscles then right strengthening lengthening stretching yoga is great for you there are different types of yoga um i like hot yoga i like um vinyasa it's great yeah it's 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 making your muscles leaner and longer okay so um so basically if you would just i mean i guess i would it be just as simple as say if everyone would just stretch every single day that their muscles would be a little bit more healthier and you'd be in a better spot stretching is good for anyone but i mean is that but like i guess um, I guess doing yoga stretching, if you just simply do that, you would be in a better spot then, right? Of course. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes people say that they don't have time to do anything. So do you think that would, I guess, I guess the idea is to, to prevent aging. So those little things are what going to count, right? I guess is, is that the easiest way? Yoga? Yes. It depends what you like. Okay. I have multiple certificates of training and nutrition certificate, and I was going to get my yoga teacher certification, and I just realized it's just not for me. I'm a very active person. I like go, go, go. I like lift heavy weights. I like running. Anything that's, like, super active. And yoga, I do yoga because it's good for you. It's not my favorite. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, it depends on what type of person you are. It's like a, everyone likes a certain type. Everyone likes a certain color. So it's just not the, yeah. the color that you're, that you're actually focusing on. But absolutely every person should stretch. That's for sure. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. You gained 20 pounds, you started doing, you started doing resistant training, started working out. So you said that within four years you were uh, doing competition. So that's the MPC competition, correct? No, not within four years. It's been a long journey. Okay. I was a cardio queen for a long time. Oh, when, okay. when I called those people like skinny fat or just skinny, I was just running a lot. I ran races and I loved I loved running I didn't do much strength training exercises well first I didn't have time I was in school full-time working I just ran whenever I could and then I just like I saw this girls in a magazine from a bikini fitness competition and I said oh my god I want to look like that I want to have shape to my body now in in Russia do they not have those types of magazines or have you ever seen that type of competition at all? They, they do. And it's very popular in Russia and in Europe. Okay. It is. Okay. But again, I came to this country when I was 19. I didn't pay attention much well, to, I was just curious to, to, so, so, so body lifting, I guess, and, 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 and fitness competitions. So is that like a major sport in your country then? Is that something? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, so you already had that, I would assume, in the back of your mind then. No, not really. No, okay. I was more into cardio, running, just some other. I did a lot of, I did do strength, like just hit high intensity interval training, just body weight, some of the body weight exercises, but I didn't really lift weights. Well, I mean, you're... You're pretty close to my generation. I mean, I'm 38. You're you're in your early 30s. Um, it, does Arnold does Arnold Schwarzenegger um, influence you at all? 
or he's a huge icon in my country, of course. Okay, I just didn't know if like if that's something that you look up to, someone who like you know because he came from a small town and then he mm-hmm. totally changed his body. I don't know if that that story resonates with you and and like motivates you because it sounds like that that kind of story is basically your journey you know you came from a very small town your father you know gave you all these things and then you went off onto your journey to where Actually, you are I didn't come from a small town I was I came from Moscow it's oh you oh I, I'm sorry I didn't are we we yeah to my um <laughs> I always assumed that you lived in the suburbs so um no in the city you lived in the city okay um well the stories don't have to be exactly the same to have um to have a comparison so um it you still came from a far land and to to make your living to make your life and and to to be successful so i mean yeah yeah um i guess the overall thing when it comes to where you are now so you you said that you the primary thing that you were focusing at the time was running and were you were you just thinking that was the best way to to really get uh, the best health or like was that something that was instilled by your father or were you just yeah, really my father fo- used to run a lot okay I just like running okay yeah so um what what popped in your head or what what do you think came to that you wanted to do lifting and wanted to do a totally different type of workout so the main misconception on girls and lifting people think if girls lift heavy they're gonna be huge and looking masculine and big having big muscles big thighs and big arms and it's not true unless you're taking something you know, illegal to get big, you're not going to be big if you're a, a, a woman. That's why I was scared. I, I, I always wanted to stay feminine. I don't want to, I didn't want to get big. But w- once I realized I went to school and everything, I'm like, oh my God, I love lifting weights. It gives shape to your body. It shapes it really nicely. You look feminine and, you know, you look great. Well, Tatiana, for my female listeners out there, I guess I I want you to address this. So, is it true that unless you take some type of enhancement, your your feminine like face isn't going to alter? Correct. Like, correct. Absolutely not. Right. So even if you do put on muscle, um, you're still going to have a very feminine face, and your oh, breast absolutely right, and your breast tissue is not necessarily going to shrink, right? Well, it does. Oh, it does. <laughs> it is fat tissue. If okay. you lose if you lose fat your breasts can get smaller. Okay. So, so I guess for my listeners out there that are concerned, at least when it comes to their face, they're definitely still going to be very feminine. So I guess, I guess the other question, is it very obvious to you that if you have a female person that you're working with that has taken steroids because they look a little manly because their jaw, their jawline, or maybe their face is a little altered, Absolutely. The okay. voice, the how the body looks, everything. They get they you become stronger, lots of changes. Um women, we have a lot of estrogen and to have striations in our leg muscles, it's harder than men. Very hard. When women take enhancement drugs, they have super ripped legs, striations and stuff. That's really not natural to have it for us. So I guess it's just a, it's, it's just a, um, sad rumor that, that people have, have spread a nasty little, uh, that women are going to become feminine. I mean, manly if, if they lift weights and, and all fact, in all reality, it's just if you take steroids or take some kind of enhancement, it sounds like you'll you'll just build some muscle mass and maybe your breast tissue will be a little smaller. But overall, you'll probably be extremely still feminine. Is that the fair way to say it? Or is it- yes, it depends on also what exercises you do. What The most important part, your nutrition. 
what you eat. You have to eat a little bit high protein, lower carbs, healthy fats. Then you you want to look feminine. Specific exercises. If you want to have bigger glutes and nice and and strong glutes, you do specific exercises. Yeah. Now, I guess the question I would ask, um, is it as women age, as they get older, when they get into their forties and their fifties, sixties and seventies, does that extra muscle mass that women are not usually having? Does that hurt them with their bone mass or no, 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 the opposite. does it does the opposite? <clears throat> yeah. Exercise, strength training, strengthen the bones because the older we get, our bones become more fragile. And that's why older people, they, when they fall, they break a lot of bones. When you do strength training, that prevents that. Okay. So one of the things that, because women are prone to, um, um, brittle bones more than men are because I guess the mm-hmm. size and the muscle mass, like you just pointed out. So it, it would definitely be in their best interest to do that then. Right. Is that how Absolutely. you're? Occur- yeah. Okay. So that's really interesting. Okay. See, I, there, there, there's these differences in men to, uh, men to women or, f- uh, women to men that, you know, unless you're a f- woman or unless you're a man, you don't understand. And that's why, I'd love to have you on, Tatiana, to really talk about this because uh, it's really important to dismo- disomen these uh, these myths uh, because uh, I think a woman can be super strong and still look very beautiful, and uh, I would love to encourage that. And uh, I'm sure you'd love to have more people to work out with as well as just having more healthy people. If we can have more healthier people, um I think this country would be a little bit better. So, um, so you transition to your new lifestyle from going from running into powerlifting. So, how is that tr- transition? Not really powerlifting, more like bodybuilding. Bodybuilding. Okay. So, is there a, di- a little bit different? So, okay. So, those are totally two different things. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, so I guess would the, would the be comparison be like Coke and Pepsi? They're kind of the same, but they're totally different. Is that fair? But or- powerlifting, you train to gain power. Bodybuilding, you train your muscles to get leaner and more obvious looking. It's completely two different sports. Okay. Fair enough. So, um, I guess what what do you find to be the end goal? Would you, uh, if if you would have never done a competition, would you still be in that, um, in that mindset that you're going to be focusing on that type of, of fitness, or would you just be doing normal, overall health? I would probably eventually come to weightlifting. Okay. Nowadays, women realize the importance of that, definitely. And me coming from modeling career back in Russia when I was younger, you know, I was modeling a little bit. Everyone, models are scared to gain muscle, scared to look masculine, scared to look bigger. That's why maybe I was running so much. I didn't want to look bigger. I didn't realize until I learned the truth. It's all people believe in myth and they don't know the, re- the reality of it. So is it true if you have more muscle, you can eat more and you burn more calories than sitting on a treadmill for an hour and burning calories? You can burn more calories? Yes, you can. Okay. So you can just simply, by simply just by doing the right lifting exercises, you can do the equivalent amount of cardio and exercise burning and not have to do cardio. So, so I guess in my experience, when it comes to my male friends, a lot of my male friends never did any cardio, um, but they were always very lean. Is that, Mm -hmm. is that what was going on that they were lifting and burning so much calories by lifting? You do burn calories, but not necessarily. You should definitely include both cardio and strength training into your routine cardio gives you a lot of endurance um your heart and lungs become stronger it's a little bit different you do burn calories lifting weights 
and you said your friends were leaner from uh, from lifting weights. They were probably eating a lot of protein, maybe a, a, a good nutrition. That's why they were lean. It, it's all about nutrition, 99%. But I do recommend people still do, do not excessive, but a couple of days a week, you should still do cardio. Okay, so I guess the what the what I was hearing from that is cardio the only way to really work your heart muscle because the heart is a muscle, correct? Correct, but it's not the only way. Cardio oh. is not the only way. Okay. Do you want to give your it... lungs? It's your lungs, your endurance. Okay. Is mm-hmm. there another way to work that heart muscle? Because I'm just curious to know another way. You can do the same by lifting. If you lift, you for example, okay. four sets of uh, 15 repetitions, and you only have 15 seconds break in between the sets, it's very hard. So it's, high it's in, a lot on so your heart. High intensity, like um, low, low or uh, low break, you know, that. Yep. Okay. So it's the, it's basically if you were going to jump up and down, you were going to do like sprints back and forth. That's where you have short breaks between. Is that the kind of the, um, the comparison if you were doing cardio? Yep. It's something similar. Yep. Okay. So you get this aha moment and you're training now for, your first fitness competition. What was that experience like? Um, did you feel like going into it, like you wanted to um, really um, personally prove to yourself that that you could still be beautiful and be feminine? No, my goal was to win. Okay. And I and I like I wanted to look like that because bikini has different uh, bodybuilding has different divisions. There's physique. There's figure, bikini, bodybuilding. So I wanted to do bikini because you look muscular, but you still look very feminine. So I wasn't afraid to look masculine because I know you look very feminine. My goal was to win and I wanted to look good. And I did my 110%. I dedicated myself fully to, for this competition. Would you compare, uh, I assume you haven't been in a pageant. But would you compare? Would you compare your experience to doing NPC as the same thing as being in a pageant? Would you say there's um, simpler? Yes. Okay. Yep. So do you feel that if someone um, wants to do a pageant, would an NPC competition be a good like practice ground because you have to be on stage and you are being judged? Mm-hmm. Um, can you repeat it again? I'm sorry. So I guess, I guess what I was trying to ask was a lot of my listeners are pageant contestants. Right. So if they are enjoying being in the gym and they are in, in a point where they can work out and they could probably compete because a lot of the girls are that listen, that listen to this show are in great shape and they could definitely compete if they wanted to, you know, you have to work very hard to do NPC. Do you think that would be a good ground to practice being in a pageant because you have to be on stage and you oh, are being absolutely. Ju- it's a stage presence. It's not, so when you compete in bodybuilding bikini, they, the judges not not only judge your physique, they judge the whole look. They judge your hair, your makeup, your your bikini suit, your your um, posing, how you walk. It's everything. So it's kind of sort of like. A pageant, like you have to perform, you have to look good, and then you have on the top of this to have muscle symmetry and good, you know, good look, muscle look. So there is there is a a, a bit of um, being pretty in a NPC, a, a fitness competition then, right? 100%. Okay. So for, I guess for my listeners that are saying, well, you know, I don't want to put that muscle on because I want to look feminine. I guess that kind of takes that idea and throws it out the door too. Because if you don't look feminine for the fem for the women competition, then you wouldn't place well, right? Correct. Okay. In bikini, yes, you have to look very feminine in bikini. You have to have nice round glutes, smaller legs, good abs, everything like symmetrical, feminine body. Most bikini girls, because they lose so much fat, 
they lose their um, breast tissue and they most of them get breast um, augmentation surgeries okay. because they want to look symmetrical. Well, um, Tatiana, I, I'm sure you already know this, but you know, a lot of the girls already feel that way that they have to do that for the pageants. So, um, I think that's, um, unfortunately just become a society norm that, that, uh, women are put under that pressure. So, um, I mean, that's an individual thing. And I, if, if you feel that you need to do it, you need to do it. So I, I think it shouldn't be pushed. If you feel beautiful this way, you shouldn't be pushed. It's up to you. If if you think that makes you look feel better for yourself, yes. Yeah. I wouldn't do it for anyone else. I mean, I I absolutely agree with you. Um. So how did that first competition go? I assume you placed and you did well. I placed second, and okay, it was about 80, 80, 80 girls competing. I was extremely disappointed. Um, I was crying. My coach was like, congratulations, that's your first competition. You did amazing. And I'm like, no. And I threw my trophy. I said, I want to be first. So let's get to work. Let's get back to work. I want to be first. Um, I mean, I don't expect anything less from, from you. Um, uh, as a close friend. It was friend, a little bit crazy for no, me. No, no, I understand. I, I, knowing Tatiana, Tatiana only, does, only wants to be in first. So I, I don't really expect her to be happy with second. Um, but I have to say, looking back on it to compete, to compete with a field of 80 people, that is a large achievement. So at least I hope in retrospect, you can say, you can say that you did a great job, but you definitely still want to do better. So. Uh, Absolutely. And at the end of the day right now, I'm, I'm glad I placed second. So it didn't make me, Oh, I'm the best. I knew I had to work more to be the best. And you're never the best. You always compete with yourself. At the end of the day, you don't compete with other people. It's always you against yourself. Do you think that's the hardest part is that your inner, inner voice is like completely telling you you can't do it? No, they, they don't tell me I can't do it. It's just it's so hard to to prepare for a competition and you don't know how the girls are going to look there. Some girls competed 10 times before, and then it's your first time. It's very different. Just very like pageants. Like, I, I guess it's very different. It's, you don't You never know what's going to come out at the end. Well, I, 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 you know, the more that you talk about your MPC competitions, the more and more I see core, you know, they look almost to be the same. The only difference is that you guys are primarily looking at the physical body. Then, you know, pageants are supposed to be the overall, um, the overall person. So to me, it's still there's They still judge on your physical body, both competitions, you know? So, Correct. and they both, both of them judge you both on your beauty. Um, you don't have any, like, they don't ask you any questions, right? There's no interview or, or anything like that on an NPC competition, right? You don't talk at all, correct? You don't talk at all unless you're, you win. And then they, they you interview know, they, you. they interview. interview. Yes. Okay. So that's the one aspect that's a little bit different. Okay. So, so your first competition, you did, you did well, but you didn't get first. Um, how did, you know, did you do several other competitions and, and did you ever get your first place that you, yes. you, you did? Well, of that's course. wonderful. So how did that experience go? Like, so was that right after, did you, did you get your first place trophy after that first, that first attempt or did it take several times? No, after I I took second place, I told my coach, let's get to work. I want to push it and I want to, I want to look better. I want to beat myself. We worked really hard, very hard very mentally hard, physically hard. My body was aching from a lot of working out, extreme workouts, um, very strict nutrition. Then I competed second time, maybe a couple, like five, six months apart, or maybe a nine month apart. I don't remember. And then I, I placed first. To me, that sounds pretty quick turnaround. Would you agree that that's pretty quick? Yes. Okay. Um, 
do most people compete in fitness competitions very quickly like that? Or is it usually like a nine to 12 month between competitions? It depends on a person. Some people, if they don't place well, they want to take a break and have the improvement season improve and come back next year. Some people like, I want to get to work now and compete in like a couple months and see what happens. It just depends on the person. So you achieved your goal and now you're working towards your trainer's license and you've started your own little gym. Um, and oh, I don't work towards my trainer's license. Oh, you have, you my have your, I have, well, I've been having my trans, trainer's license for six years. Okay. But I'm, I was, I meant to the, the audience that you got your, I, and I misspoke. So you, you've, you have your license, you started, you built your own gym, you have your own clientele. And yep. is that all stem from, from that whole desire of, of wanting to be, um, number one and being in that, or do you think you would have been down that road either way? No, I always wanted to be a trainer. I w- I always wanted to help people, to help people to feel better about themselves, to help people to become healthier. At the end of the day, it's not only about your body, it's about your health. I help overweight people. I have I help underweight people. I have people with mental disorders like bulimia, anorexia, or it just depends. I just wanted to help people to be healthier. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. So how's the uh, experience being a trainer? Um, It sounds from how you left off that you're sounding like you're really rewarded and are really making a difference. Is that how you see it? I love it. Yes, I love. I love my job. Um, and is the business going well? Like, um, are you? It's looking, going really well. Are you looking yeah. for new people to work out? I always accept new people after initial interview. I uh, I offer a free consultation. We talk about their goals and everything else, and we see if we match and we, you know, everything else. I'm pretty. My book is pretty full, but I always accept new people. I I also offer nutrition counseling. I have a nutrition license as well as fitness license. I offer, if you want to compete, I coach girls in bikini bodybuilding and posing on stage. Plus, I train fitness so training. What brings you most joy? Do you like... Do you like competition day and doing and doing that fun aspect? Or do you like to be in the gym pounding iron or clanging iron, I guess is what most people say? I like everything. Okay. Yeah. Is it just the atmosphere that, that you're addicted to or is it the smell? Because, you know, um, I personally worked at a gym for several years. I know that there's a, I know it's weird, but like, it's like, you know, it's it's a home environment if you go there enough. Of course. People have friends there. They yeah, it's like lifestyle. Is it is it something that is hard for you to deal with right now because of COVID where you it's not really safe to go to a large gym and most people have to have a home gym environment for the time being? It's not hard for me, but I'm so thankful I have my own gym and I can work out any time I want um it's I I can't even imagine for people who cannot go to the big gym and they have very limited options I guess or would you would you recommend someone that is immune you know compromised or overweight to go to a gym at this point or do you think it would be better for them to go outside and walk and maybe 
lift a you know book or whatever or, or, or what do you think would be the best thing because everything i read is that that you know people that are that are overweight or people that are immune compromised they're at the highest risk so if going into a building puts you at higher risk do you have any suggestions on that i would wait would to wait. go to big gyms because from personal experience, I saw people do not follow any rules. They do not wear masks. They do not have six feet distance. They, you have to be careful. If you're immunocompromised, you probably should exercise, maybe do some body weight exercises, walk outside. You can always go and do cardio outside by yourself. Of course, it's, it's harder to motivate yourself, but you just have to do it, especially now the weather is getting warmer. You can go to the park, you can go on the trail and walk. And of course, number one is nutrition. Just try to eat healthier. I yeah, I guess that that would be the underlining thing um, with your meal planning that you do and and and, and meal uh, prep uh, mm -hmm. suggestions. Um, how how would someone sign up? Do you have a website that they can go to, or do you build a, a ten day or or twenty day or thirty day plan? How how does that all work? I have a website you can sign up and request and then we I reach I reach back to them. It's tatifitness.com. And you I you can see my price list and you can see what what I offer nutrition wise, training wise. It's a lot of different options in there. I can also do online training if you're not comfortable to come face to face. I do a lot of online training and Zoom training and just a lot of different options. Oh, you're do offering Zoom training. Okay. I do. Mm -hmm. Do you find that to be uh, a growing sector of your business, this virtual kind of like um, classroom type of environment or a weightlifting kind of environment? Yes, it's more comfortable. I have a couple of clients who moved to another, other states and we still work out on Zoom. Okay. I still wow. check with them nutrition-wise on uh, through emails, check on them. I do have new clients from another states. They just somehow like found me, and uh, it's going well. So, I mean, that's that's awesome because I, I I guess you could say that less than ten years ago that wouldn't be possible. So that's a pretty incredible thing. That's that's really um, possible now that we have this a, this possibility to to have video chat so quality and uh, and good that you can do that. That that's pretty awesome. Definitely. Uh, do you find that to be like rewarding that so many people, um, even in other either other states, are reaching out to you? Does that personally fulfill you? That. Like, does that reaffirm that you're doing the right thing and you're you're helping people? Yeah, it makes me happy. I'm glad to help. And if someone reaches out to me and they're like, I'm from that state, but I saw someone, you know, somehow I found your website or something. It's it's amazing. Yeah. So before we end this, I wanted to ask you some questions. So we are not out of the pandemic by any short, but there are people that are going back. They have their full vaccination shot. And we spent an hour last year talking about what you could do at your house to keep yourself in shape. So now I guess I wanted to throw you some ideas and ask you some questions. So okay. for our listeners that I guess are, were mostly housebound and they, they were like office workers. Do you have any suggestions from legs, like anything they can do from to get themselves legs that, uh, you know, they're going now back from they're going to go to the office, so they have to walk to the office and everything. Maybe they'll be out of breath. Do you have any suggestions? Is this just as simple as just going walking, or is, is there other things that they should prepare to do to make sure that they don't have an injury and they don't get hurt? Because we've now been sitting around for over a year, so I'm sure some people are going to get hurt when they go back to the office. Yeah, always do dynamic stretching. So what is dynamic stretching? Because some dynamic, people just don't understand that. So um, dynamic, there's static stretches and dynamic stretches. So um, dynamic stretching is active stretching. It eliminates force and it's adverse effects from stretching. Like it's different. It's, it's called active stretching. 
it stimulates and prepares your muscles pretty much for use during your exercise. It's not only stretching muscles, but also prepares muscles for the action. It's activating them and warming them up pretty much. So would that be like when, when someone is, um, stretching to go for a run and they pull their, their hamstring back or they, they bend over and they stretch their back out. Is that an active stretch then? No, no. You, you do static stretching, which is just reaching your toes or, you know, bending your legs after you run. If you do it before you can tear your muscle. Okay. Dynamic stretching is pretty much warming up exercises. Okay, so like jumping jacks. Yeah, jumping jacks, you can like move your, your legs um, back and forth. So to warm up your muscles, oh, arm circles, do so, arm circles. So, okay, so just because so, I'm, I'm, I'm playing dummy, but like I also want to clarify. So by you're saying by just swinging your leg back and forth, it, it, it warms up your muscles and allows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So is that the same thing that if you wake up and your legs are stiff and you rotate your your foot to to get all the muscles and joints mm -hmm. moving? Is that the same type of effect too? Is that what that means? Yeah, it's just warming up your muscles and make, make um, blood circulation better. Mm -hmm. Okay. So overall, that should be something that you should do every morning then. Ultimately, yes, that would be good. Right? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, some people get very stiff as they get older and they sleep, you know, right? Oh, yeah. 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 So um, are you concerned with a lot of people getting those type of injuries um, going going back to work? Because I could see a, a lot of us being a very sedentary life in, during the pandemic and then going back to an active life. Is the, Am I naive by thinking that? Or is that is that correct that that's probably going to sure happen? Is. If you didn't do anything for a year, your muscles get very weak and you should probably start with slow progression, maybe walking, do some body weight squat, squats, just kind of simple exercises to start with to strengthen your muscles a little bit. And then you can move to lifting. Okay. So your, con your concern from a lifting perspective is that they need to at least be doing a little bit of walking and doing active stretching to get themselves how and body weight exercises and body weight exercise. Okay. Yes. And like body squats, body squats, weight squats, squats. Okay. lunges, like something. Okay. Now how, I mean, the body is different. It's not like it's a, but generally speaking after would it be a week or 10 days Would that, that be good enough to go back to lifting weights. If they had a home gym, what, what, what would be a good time frame? Yeah, you can start lifting weights, just slow progression. Nothing okay. crazy, nothing super heavy. So you injure yourself. Just start slow and slowly progress. And I guess what's your what's your thought? Um, do you think that after you are fully vaccinated, do you think that um, the person should should go to the gym and wear a mask and go back to the gym or do you think that um they they should stay away for a couple more months i mean it's up to you it's it's up to, it's up to the person how they feel comfortable if if the person feels comfortable after fully vaccinated i would of course go to the gym okay and yeah why not okay if you don't feel comfortable maybe do Exercises outside or your house again. It just depends on you. I guess the the articles I've been reading, there's a debate about um, the more you work out, the more healthier from like a mental and the endorphins they're giving off. And oh, absolutely. So yes. do you, does that? Do you believe in that? Do you think that's absolutely. a real thing? Absolutely. Okay. It's not. It's it's not even believe. It's the truth. Okay. Definitely, it uh, helps depression. It helps anxiety. It helps. Exercise helps. Yeah, definitely helps mentally. So I guess, I guess the way I would look at it is if you've been, if you've been kind of homestead for a year, then after you're fully vaccinated, it's really time for you to, to now work out and to try to be your best self. Is that, 
is that the way you would look at it? Like this is your first op this is your this is your opportunity to start over then. Is that the ideally, best? yes. But imagine how hard it is after one year of being at home start going out and change your lifestyle. For some people, they like get comfortable where they are right now and they don't want to go. It takes time to change your life back again. So, so maybe slow progression. Maybe try to go once a week first and see how it goes. Um, Not just full force. Would, would you say that we're, uh, if I compare us to the butterfly and, and being the caterpillar, and then do you think we're do you think society right now is still in the cocoon or are we still caterpillars because eventually we're going to have to become the beautiful butterfly and and get outside our cocoon right i hope it's a cocoon right now <laughs> okay so you think we're still in our cocoon so well some of them becoming butterflies that's for sure <laughs> okay okay so i guess but overall you think we're still like do you think the cocoon is opened at least or, yeah. or yeah, I, I think yeah. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. that I think because I think sometimes it's easier to compare it to things like that because people understand. So um, I guess if you're fully vaccinated, I guess this is the time that you need to t start prepared because I guess within a year life will be back to normal and then we'll be back to pissing and moaning and calling people names. So I guess this is. <laughs> Right. I mean, I, I, yes. I, I try not to be satirical about it, but like, uh, America's ha Americans have very short, um, remembrance on what happens, you know, one, one minute we're crying the next minute we're celebrating. <laughs> so, um, is that, is that just like, um, you lived in Russia your entire life, uh, as a young child, um, the Russians have that short mentality or do they also one minute, you know, they're crying the next minute they just, they just forget about stuff or is that just Americans? I don't think, I think Russian people forget about stuff. They don't believe in that. And they're very okay. tough. They think they're tough. They're like, we don't care. Okay. So they, they, they do the same thing. They just let it go. Okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. So maybe it's not, realize. so maybe it's not an American thing. Maybe it's a human thing. It's a human being thing. Yes. Okay. Do you think that's a, just a good, as a good defensive mechanism then? Maybe, maybe people just don't want to believe in that. They don't want to acknowledge it. They just want to live their life how they used to live it until they get sick and they realize that they should take precautions. Uh, I, I think you're right, Tanti. So um, is there anything that we, we didn't talk about that you wanted to bring up? Because I want to make sure that everyone knows how incredible you are. And, and I really appreciate you putting uh, putting your time together and talking about uh, what you could do to prepare my listeners during quarantine. And I hope that they uh, really got to know you more and I hope they reach out to you. And I really hope that the tips you gave them for um, coming out of the cocoon will help them as well. So is there anything? Thank you, Paul. Be oh no. Just, um, I just advise people be careful still get their vaccinations, try to get to become more active. It's the weather is, changing it's getting warm and i want everyone to enjoy their summer and if they need any help they can always reach out to me any questions about nutrition workouts competitions or anything else i'm here to help and i'm going to uh tati's information is going to be in the in the bylaw uh at the bottom so you can just click on the link but tati you should tell them right now in case they just want to go to your website while we're on here so um, do you have an Instagram? Do you have a website? Can you tell that I again? have a website. It's Tati, T-A-T-I, fitness.com. I have Instagram as well. I have um, another Instagram page for healthy recipes. So, yep. Well, I mean, I really appreciate your friendship for us all, Tati, and uh, I really appreciate your time. And uh, I hope after the pandemic is over, we can actually talk about just working out and doing NPC competitions. So I'd love to have you on in the future if if you'd like to be on the show. Thanks, Paul. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Tatiana, thank you so much for being on the show. I absolutely appreciate you. And I really just thank you for 
doing both the special and coming on and telling your life story. I think it's really important that people understand that that everyone comes from a different background, but you can also achieve your goals. And it's about really staying mentally and physically strong. And um, I I appreciate you telling your story and showing that you've gone through adversities and that it is possible for you to come on the other end and really um, be successful as well as being uh, motivated and being um, there for other people. So congratulations on you and thank you so much for um, all of the effort and time you put in. Don't forget that the Total Focus podcast is both on iTunes and on YouTube. So please sign up and be a subscriber. We would really appreciate it. Please leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Any kind of comment is totally appreciated and we appreciate your time. Also, we have a movie review show with my co-host, Yvonne Carlos. So if you're into movies, we'd really love for you to give us some feedback and listen to our movie episodes. It's called The Movie Breakdown, and I hope you guys are interested. And as always, please stay tuned.